Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Football Fignuts Podcast. This is Season 6, Episode 30. Overall, it's 269. I'm Craig. And I'm Britt. And Britt, we are back together again. The originals are back, kids. <laughs> you had a couple of weeks off. You got you a little taste of Sean. They all love. Back to, back to, back to reality. Yep. The reality is you're stuck with us. That's but that's happens. good because we make you money. So, <laughs> Craig, it's been it's been a month since you've been on the podcast because, it, and, and, and people are always like, yeah. "Oh, why why is there not a podcast this week?" It's the freaking off season, people. Yeah, the draft hasn't happened. No, like just cool your boots. There's been some so, signings, but nothing. Yes. You know, the biggest thing really is probably going to be Rodgers if he ever makes it to the Jets. But yeah. It's not. It's kind of quiet I, right now. I'm done waiting on. <laughs> I'm done waiting on that. But you know what? Before we get into all of the stuff that may or may not have right. happened, let's start where we always start. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, so tonight I have two beers by Athletic because oh. my allergies suck. Um, oh yeah, that's right. I yeah. forgot. Uh, so one that I've opened before we started. Uh, this is an Irish Red because they made it for St. Patrick's Day. Uh, ah. It's you know, it's a standard, typical Irish red ale, um, so it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's good. Uh, the other one I have in my um, my brewmate canister you gave me oh. is a blueberry mosaic. Interesting. So I'll be opening that up uh, shortly because I have to finish the other beer first. That's fair. I have a can of Wile from Fox Farm Brewery. Ooh. Here it comes. Ready? Yep. There you go. I hope that caught that nice. the fancy mic. Um, this is a Citra IPA that I like a great deal. Ooh. I remember when I tried this. So in the it, while while I've been on hiatus or we've been on hiatus, my wife and I made a trip to Mystic, Connecticut, and there are several good breweries up there. It's disappointing that Craig can't have a beer tonight because I brought him back. Did you, have you tried the Obscurus yet? Um, I did. Tr- I tried one of them. I'm saving the other can. Pro- I'll probably have it next week. Yeah. So. We, we, we visited Fox Farm Brewing. We visited, uh, what the hell is it? Bank Street Brewing, I think it was called. Uh, that's a restaurant we, too, though, right? Yeah. That's the restaurant one. The burger there was really, really good. Um, they make a, a burger there just called the Bank Burger, which is just like two cheeseburgers with like bacon jam in between of it. and Bacon, onion, jam in the middle of it. It's fantastic. But the one we tried was the one was Obscurus. What the heck was that one called? Barley Head. Barleyhead. Mm. It's a it's a it's a nano brewery. This dude has like three tanks. <laughs> hey man, it's you gotta a, you gotta start somewhere, right? <laughs> it's in a basement. It seats it, it full. If if it's full, it seats maybe twenty people. It's a tiny little place, and he literally will tell you everything I do here is an experiment. There's there's no such thing as a standard tap list. It's what he experiments on and makes it. And that was what I brought the Obscurus for Craig. As he had that can, it was an amazing stout. So we'll, and we are definitely going to make sure we tag him when we do that. But we will, uh, we'll do that like next week or whenever we record after this. So, um, so it is the off season. There's not a whole ton going on. So let's just jump into the kind of side stuff that's going on. Um, I'll, I'll start us off tonight. Uh, just, just just a ton of little things going on, signings here and there. Um, you know, the rumor mill is still like fully flowing, but, um, I want to start with this one cause this one's kind of just fun and silly. Uh, 
Hayden Hurst. Yeah. Has come out and said that. Gonna miss him. Quote. Sad. Yeah. Quote, tight ends are always a quarterback's best friend. Especially for a rookie coming in, you want that reliable guy in the middle of the field where your vision is. Obviously, you need the guys on the outside, too, to make your life easier. But if you can have that reliable guy where you know he's going to be somewhere within 10 yards or going down the middle of the field and just put it up, that's why I came here. End quote. Craig? Yeah. Thoughts on Hayden Hurst's position is... What? Yep. What? <laughs> Alexa tried to that? answer you. <laughs> did you hear? Did, did the mic pick that up? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I heard it anyway. <laughs> okay. First off, her name here in this room isn't Alexa because there's one out in the hallway that's Alexa. This one's name is Echo. Stop. <laughs> and I don't know what I just said. I said, "Is Craig is a tight end really a rookie QB's best friend?" Yeah. Now it's not doing anything. No. Okay. I think. It, it might be possessed. Anyway, Probably. answer the question. Does Hayden Hurst uh, have a point? You know what? I always, I always thought that. I agree with him. Like, I think a lot of QBs use tight ends as their safety net. <clears throat> See Cam Newton. Because mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> if you get a good, you know, repertoire with your tight end. He, you know, he's probably going to be the the third checkdown, probably. Sure. Probably. And so you're you're going to wind up going there a lot, especially if you're a rookie and you're like second guessing yourself mm-hmm. because let's face it, being a rookie QB is not as easy as people like Patrick Mahomes and, and Joe Burrow make it look. It's extreme. It's extremely Mahomes, difficult. <laughs> don't forget. Mahomes did not play his rookie year. That's true. He played one game. He was behind Alex Smith that season. That's true. So, and, and Burrow broke his knee. So there's, you know, um, yeah, I mean, but yeah, uh, I think on. I think he, I think he has a point. Uh, I think tight ends are are a good safety net for QBs. And coming from the Bengals' offense, I see his point where you know the tight end wasn't the the first option. It was probably like Joe Burrow's fourth option, but he still threw it there. Mm-hmm. But considering the weapons they have on offense, yeah, I can see that him wanting to be more involved. And Carolina makes sense. My my issue with his statement is he uses the word reliable twice. You know, he and was reliable last year. Uh, he, before he, that, maybe not so much. In 2020, <laughs> in, in, in last season, he only missed four games. Three, three games. He missed he the last three games of the regular season. But he in did. 2022, 13 games. In 20, yeah. oh, that was last year. 2021, 13 games. Now, before that, he hadn't missed a game since 2018, but he's missed six games the last two years. So when I hear Hayden Hurst is like, you want somebody reliable <clears> like <throat> me. Exactly. I, I guess he reliable. I guess he meant it in the in the in the catching term of reliable. <laughs> I'm also not sure about that. <laughs> I mean, he certainly doesn't have like Kelsey hands. I mean, I don't know what his catch rate was last year, but I'm just kind of like, oh, I don't know, dude. I don't know if reliable is a word you want to use in your vocabulary. Just <laughs> generally speaking, I'm not really sure that's something you want to. Uh, so, <laughs> all right. What, what, what's burning What's burning in NFL news on your side? Uh, so mine is really, do you think, because I sent this, and I know Cinch is not. Is he's a huge Mac Jones fan? He he's not. He's not. Oh, here we go. <laughs> um, do you think the Patriots 
are going to let Mac Jones play the whole season. Because there's rumors they're going to trade him. They're probably not going to trade him. No, he's not. But do you think do you think Mac Jones, outside of injury, do you think he starts every game this season? I don't know that Mac Jones starts game one. Oh, I saw I saw one headline today, and I didn't click on it because frankly I didn't care. But I saw one headline today that was like, whether or not Mac Jones is traded, he will have to fight for his job. And I'm like, yeah. Welcome, welcome to following in the footsteps of a legend, right? So yeah. Tom Brady rules the roost forever. Tom Brady, by the way, picked up from a guy who is not very is is, you know, not the biggest slouch either. Let's let's never forget, never forget that if Drew Bledsoe doesn't get hurt, thanks Jets, <laughs> we probably never hear the name Tom Brady. And I remember that day. Do you remember the day Bledsoe got hurt? We were watching that game yes. with our friend Simon. Yeah, he was and a Jet fan. <laughs> he was a Jet fan, and his immediate reaction was the Jets are going to win the division because the Patriots were the only other team they had to worry about, and now the Patriots are done. Yeah, because who heard of Tom Brady before that? <laughs> it, it was it was not a good take in retrospect. <laughs> Probably not, no. No, but at the time, it made sense. <laughs> yes. Yes, based on the available information, <laughs> it was a reasonable assumption. <laughs> It's, you know, but I mean, I think it was Mo I mean, Lewis too. Think of, how many, how many times in history could you say that? At the time, <laughs> it seemed like a really good idea. You know, yeah. I mean, Germany starting to invade other countries in the thirties and forties was a great idea at the time. We we're it's it, it's it just seemed like a good idea. Yeah, you know, not so much. Investing all my money in those savings and loans in the early 80s. You know, at the time, it seemed like a really good idea. Yep. Yep. Oh, putting putting my retirement fund on Atlanta <laughs> up 28 to 3 against the Patriots at halftime. Seemed like a really good idea. All the Enron just, stock you bought. Good idea. Enron, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you know, I, I put I put a ton of money in Trump stakes. <laughs> and at the time, it just, it seemed, I mean, it's its Donald Trump, right? I mean, it, it's a great idea. It's the same sort of thing with, with a comment like that. So this is a franchise who has went from having nothing to having something and then rapidly to everything for a long time. Those are huge shoes to fill. And I think that's why Cinch hates him so much. Watching... And I'm going to say this with the full knowledge that Cinch listens to our pod when he's not recording it. Cinch, watching Cinch freak out every time Mac Jones's name comes up <laughs> is kind of entertaining. It, it kind of is. It kind of is. It almost makes me want to take out my old college friend Jesse Jones to go to McDonald's and say, hey, you want a Mac Jones? <laughs> Just to watch Cinch squirm. Like, I would do that entire setup just to watch Cinch be like, no, I don't want a Mac Jones. <laughs> but, yeah, he's not going anywhere. I don't think he's – and I don't know. He's going to start, but I think there's a lot of rhetoric because they want to try to scare the crap out of him. What, what do you think? Is what, what do you think his future holds? I, I have no idea. I You know, I don't know right now. Like, between him and Zappy, I was, I was definitely more of a Zappy fan between the two of them. My so thing with Cinch. My thing with Mac Jones is I don't know, he just 
like the way he plays or like the way he acts while he's playing sometimes he, i don't know it's like why why is he kicking and tripping people yeah dirty like, players are gonna play I, dirty i guess i guess but like when's the last time you saw a quarterback be like that though it's just weird uh, like uh, like baker like example baker mayfield is cocky and that's one you know that's a separate thing but like mac jones is like tripping people on purpose yeah kicking them in the groin like what what are you doing <laughs> like, <laughs> so hey what if you if you've ever listened back when mike and mike in the morning was on the things that mike golick used to describe that would go on in a pile oh yeah they're terrible <laughs> I, terrible I remember terrible unspeakable I remember, things yeah, I remember one particular episode where they got onto it, and Mike Golick was Mike Greenberg was like, "What's the worst thing you ever did to somebody in a pile?" And he was like, "I can't tell you the worst things I did to people in a pile." He goes, "I can't tell you one time there was a loose ball and I had to go to the bathroom really bad, so I just pissed all over the guy underneath me." <laughs> I was just like, I, and "That's not the worst thing you did." <laughs> Which is funny because he's wearing pants. So. Yes. Yes. And, 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 and when Greenberg went off, he was like, well, it was right before halftime and I was face down. So gravity was in my favor. OK, <laughs> dude, whatever. <laughs> so we'll see what happens with him. John Elway is finally or the Denver Broncos, I should say, is finally free of the John Elway curse. His contract uh, as a consultant has finally expired. And yesterday oh. it was announced they are not renewing it. Oh, I thought he was. I thought it was the end of this season expired this this year. Uh, no, finished the conclusion of the league last year. Finished. I'm sorry. I'm halfway through a beer. Finished at the conclusion of the league year last month. Gotcha. So um, Elway has already put out a statement. I've enjoyed the relationship with the Broncos for a long, long time. I told Greg I'd be happy to be a resource for him and help him any way I can. I just wanted the flexibility. They're in great hands. I still plan on being around to watch and be a resource first for Greg or George. He makes it sound like he decided to do this. I I get the feeling that Denver Broncos, for the better part of <laughs> the last decade, have treated him more as like a haunting than a helper. Like, um, I don't know if people out probably. there watch. I don't know if people watch the supernatural shows like my wife and I do. But 90% of them, people figure out their, their house is haunted and they call in a psychic or a witch doctor or a Wiccan and they do house cleansing to try and chase this thing away. John Elway makes it sound like they were like, hey man, listen, yeah, I, I, I just need more flexibility. Meanwhile, it's more like they're, they're burning sage in the front <laughs> office and there's a priest with like holy water walking around you know, chanting the name of St. Michael, the archangel. So I, do, do, do you, do you yeah. buy it when he's like, I wanted flexibility and he didn't want to renew with the, the Broncos or the Broncos just kind of glad to be rid of him. Um, you know, he, he is an icon in Denver clearly, but yeah, it's probably gotten to the, like, who knows how he, you know, who know, who knows how he is to like work with, because he could have been walking around, he could have been rocking around the stadium like I'm, I'm John Elway. I almost said John Denver. <laughs> I'm John He's Elway. Dead. He is not John Elway. Um, no, John Denver passed away. R.I.P. Yes. Yeah. Don't don't build your own plane. I guess. Um, John Elway. He could have been walking around, and be like I'm John Elway. This is how we're gonna do it, and like been difficult to work with. So I'm I'm just mm -hmm. 
assuming, but yeah, it's he's been there a very long time. So it's probably the right time to like step away full time at least. Um you know, he clearly he's gonna be there if he if his phone rings, he's gonna answer it. But um but yeah, it's probably probably just a good time to go on both sides, I would think. By the way, I'm gonna I'm ready for the time is meaningless stat of the day. Yeah. What year did John Denver die? Wow. I remember how he died. When did he die? Oh god. Um I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be I'm, I'm gonna, gonna guess you're not gonna say, get this. I'm gonna say nineteen ninety seven. That's correct. I'm shocked. Wow. <laughs> I'm shocked. He's been I, I dead. Totally, I totally guessed he's been that. Dead 25 years. Holy he's been shit. dead. That's why I didn't think you were going to get him. People were like, ask him like 2005, 2006. Man. No, it was 1997. On that note. <laughs> and uh, just just to be clear, under another another department or another episode, rather, of yep. uh, Craig and Britt tell you someone's real name, where we <laughs> learned that uh, what to call John Stafford. Yep. Uh, John Denver's real name is Henry John Duschendorf Jr. I did not know that. Henry John Duschendorf Jr. Duschendorf or Dusseldorf? Duschendorf. Huh, interesting. So, there you have it. Um, okay, so that's that's the end of the John Denver segment. Anything else on your um, radar or should I just go keep going with the news I got? Um, I got. I just want to know your thoughts on this headline that I literally just saw. Because again, people, it's it's slow right now. The draft's going to happen before you know it, and then everything's going to get crazy. Yeah. But, then, 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 yeah, the preseason <laughs> begins. Um, Mike McCarthy said on Tuesday mm-hmm. uh, that he he talked to Dak Prescott about his interceptions this year, and he yeah, spent he, uh, he, he spent four hours with the quarterbacks and the quarterback coach talking about interceptions and potential interceptions. Do you think it's going to matter? No. Next question. No. <laughs> what do you, like okay it's in sidebar with the Cowboys. When do you think they realized giving Zeke all of that money was a mistake? Uh the day after he got COVID. Did he get that contract after he got COVID or before? No, it was before. Mm. It was before, but it was close. It was like a month before. I feel like it was like a month before, and then that video came out at a player's party where he was sitting there just shoving chips in his mouth unmasked. Yep. And then all of a sudden, like two weeks later, he had COVID. Yep. And we were like, you son of a bitch. No. <laughs> no. This is why that meme stays true every year. The Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl, but only if they buy tickets. That meme has been good for decades now. Because of guys like Zeke. You know, yeah. I mean, do you remember when the Cowboys tried to rehab their image that they took on bad players by giving Des Bryant like a security detail? Oh, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> Didn't work out, did it? No, nope. not so much. Nope. Didn't seem to be the problem. Nope. One guy doesn't seem to be the problem. Oh, my God. Yeah. Has 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 uh, Zeke landed anywhere yet? I have not heard his name. No, <clears throat> the the last thing I heard, the two front runners were the Jets and the Bengals. Okay, let's let's be honest right now. Yeah, you're Ezekiel Elliott, and your 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 agent calls you and goes, "Listen, I got serious offers in your range with the Jets and the Bengals. Do you have a preference?" 
and you're Zeke and you lean back in your chair and like a Hollywood, a Hollywood style, like dream sequence begins <laughs> and you, you envision Joe Burrow throwing slow motion passes and then you invert envision the jets, seven different starting quarterbacks over any given season. <laughs> it's not that hard of a decision. Do you want stats or do you want a ring? Yeah. I mean, unless, unless Aaron Rodgers goes there, but. I don't yeah. even think that helps them that much. No, no. I mean, it gets them to the playoffs, I would say. Put it this way, Craig. I'm going I'm, I'm to tell you right now. I'm going to walk into the room with you. Yep. I'm going to sit down with you and go, listen, I got two investing opportunities for you. <laughs> IBM. IBM has returned solidly the last four or five years. They're an industry leader. Everyone in the world is saying invest in IBM. But I also know the startup company. And the rumor is that this guy from Silicon Valley might come work for them. And if he <laughs> does, they might be better. Yeah. Where yeah. are you putting your money? I, I'm taking the blue chip. I'm taking yeah, the blue I'm putting chip. It, I'm putting it into pop brownies. That's what I'm doing. Um... Pop... <laughs> don't even talk to me about a pop brownie investment. <laughs> don't even talk to me. Craig and I are invested in something. I don't even can we can we say it on the on the podcast? It's not it's not a, it's not a trading violation if we mention where we've invested. Is it? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. Not... Well, let's, we'll just I... say we invested in a green company, and yeah. it could be better. <laughs> and when I say green, I mean green like the kind of green that Snoop Dogg enjoys. Yes. So. Yeah, we, we did, and it, it was a penny stock, and it's done okay, but when the company consolidates stock to drive up its price because otherwise NASDAQ is going to kick it off the exchange, <laughs> it's not exactly the best the best thing. No. So... Oh, uh, but yeah, right. but... Um, yeah, but with Zeke, yeah, he's... Pr- I mean, I guess he's going to be a Bengal. He's got to go to the Bengals. Uh... He's got to go to the Bengals, and and they've got to have a conversation saying, Joe, listen, Joe Mixon, the train is going to catch 65 passes this year for 1,200 yards, but you're going to have 10 carries for, like, 25 yards. Because Zeke here is going to catch three passes all year, but he's going to rush for, like, 1,200 yards or until he runs out of breath, either or. (laughs) Jever comes first. Jever comes first. But you 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 know what I'm seeing here? Guys, guys, I see it. Hold on, I see it. It's like Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara all over again. <laughs> and if I'm Joe Mixon, I'm like, you know what? That's fine. Get me a goddamn ring and I'll go somewhere else. And that's that's fine too. You know what? Zeke doesn't have the durability to be a first down back the entire season. And and I think they know that. And I think I think a complimentary role will help him. Um, but I can't you can't rely on him. Can't rely on him. And let me tell you something right now. He goes to the Bengals the first time he breaks off like an eleven yard run. And stands up and does that stupid feed me thing. Yeah. I'm punching the television. Oh, we'll have to get you one of those uh, shatterproof TVs for cowboy fans. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because simple fact of the matter is you can't feed Zeke anymore. Because by eight carries in, he's winded because he has not taken as good a care of himself as he should have. There, I said it. I said it. Yeah, no, instead of feeding him, we'll have to give him like a... a protein shake or something yeah i think when he, he does that feeding motion from now on it, it means give me the oxygen <laughs> there yeah, you get go me, get, get me the oxygen <laughs> so all right what else is going on in the news here uh let's see here danny amendola has found a has found a landing spot with the the uh las vegas raiders and it's as a coach so the raiders approach appears to be 
hire everyone who ever played with or worked with um, Bill Belichick because now he's there. Brian Hoyer's there. Josh McDaniels is there. Does Danny Amendola do anything as assistant coach? He's technically, what is he, the coach of, I'm looking to see. Uh, coaching assistant slash returners. Okay. Does he does he make an impact there? Um, I think so because I think, I think as a player, coach, you can you can relate more, especially if you've just stopped playing, like you know recently. Mm-hmm. So I think that helps, because uh, when you have someone coaching, you know, if you have a coach who's sixty and they're coaching someone who's twenty two. I mean, yeah, the guy who's 60 knows a lot and has a lot of knowledge and history, but can he relate that to the 22-year-old? Maybe, maybe not. Not always. So. There's a reason why great players don't always make great coaches. That's true, too. I mean, let's just first, let's take a, let's take a moment and look at the NBA as, as, an, as a false equivalency kind of idea. How many great Hall of Fame players have tried to be coaches and ended up fired. Uh, well, I don't know what their records were. Like, what was Larry Bird's record? I no Larry idea. Bird was over 500, yes. He, he, he Patrick didn't Ewing. want to do it anymore. Patrick, Patrick Ewing Patrick Ewing, Patrick Ewing. Isaiah Thomas in, like, multiple cities. Yep. You know, was I John think Stockton Johnson, a coach? No. Uh, I mean, he might be a sense of Wasn't Magic Johnson a coach of the Lakers at one point? I think so. so listen... Great players don't automatically make great coaches, and great coaches aren't always great players. Right. Just, you know, it doesn't always translate. All right, I got I got one more for you. I got a couple more here, but I'm, I'm just going to jump to the next one. Yeah. Have you heard, did you know that the, the draft this year was in Kansas City? I did not know that. Well, now you do. That weekend, Travis Kelsey is going to be hosting a festival that they're calling Kelsey Jam. I'm um, sorry. Kelsey jam. <laughs> like apricot jam? Except Kelsey flavored. Ew. <laughs> April 28th at the Azura Amphitheater in Bonner Springs, Kansas. The event will feature performances by Machine Gun Kelly, Rick Ross, Loud Luxury, and Tech Nine, the Kansas City rap legend. Craig, right. should I secure us tickets to Kelsey jam? Uh, does it involve barbecue? Then yes. I mean, it's Kansas City, so I mean, barbecue is just like a given, right? I would hope so. I'm looking to see what seats cost for this event. <laughs> All right, t- oh guys, Ticketmaster. Tickets are only fourteen dollars and thirty-five cents, but with fees, they're seventy-four fifty. Re- Wait, really? Or are you just making that number no, up? No, I'm making that up. But it's, <laughs> that's I how hope. bad. That's how bad Ticketmaster is. That you believe that? I mean. All right, it doesn't say how much they are because they don't go on sale till tomorrow. Um, but you know what? I'm 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 looking at the seating map for this arena slash outdoor venue, and there's much like most outdoor venues, there's a lawn that covers like the back third. Then there's a seating bowl. Then inside of the seating bowl is what they call the pit. Oh. And then inside of the pit is a small section right up against the stage called. The VIP pit. Oh, so already like mosh, I'm scared like of this mosh place. pit. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm guessing. Um, I, I'm scared of Kelsey Jam, and I no longer want to go. So, um, <laughs> oh, okay, uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna hard pass on this. 
So, okay. All right. Um, and then the only last thing I have is a, a pop culture thing. I just, I, I got to get this out. Yeah. Did you see Kid Rock's video yesterday? Uh, no. All right. Long story short, Bud Light, or a.k.a. Anheuser-Busch, has partnered with a trans actor from TikTok named Dylan Mulvaney. Okay. Because Bud Light is paying a, air quotes, trans actor to represent them. Okay. People who aren't very friendly with trans people have now labored, labeled Anheuser-Busch as woke. Kid Rock went to his local package store and bought four 24-packs of Bud Light, okay. staged them on a table, yep. and then shot them up with an, a- an AR-15. All right. This okay with you? Because I'm, let me just tell you my issue with it first off. And, and I'm, 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 I'm tormented by this. I'm, str- I'm split by this, and that's why I bring it up. Okay. On one hand, I can't stand Kid Rock. I'm very liberal. He is not. He's a loudmouth asshole. On the other hand, he's shooting Bud Light, which I'm kind of okay with. (laughs) Because no one should have to drink Bud Light. So I'm very conflicted on where to fall on this with my political ideology. The other part of it is that some people who have way more time than I have have parsed the video and found that the... This is some JFK shit right here. Okay. There's clearly a second shooter because there are people have like done like close-ups on the angles where the bullets are entering and the timing where his guns going off and there's clearly more shots going into these cans that are coming out of his gun. <laughs> so people are now saying he also staged this to make it look like he knows what the hell he's doing with a gun. Uh, but I clear- mean there's there's that too. I I believe that one. <laughs> you know, so so Craig, in the Kid Rock versus Bud Light argument, That's, what side know, do you got? I, You know what I want to see? I would like to see a celebrity death match of that. Because I really, I see I see both sides that you're, both sides that you're making. Um, right. I don't like Kid Rock, but I hate Bud Light. I don't know what to do here. Is that one of those things where the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing? Like, how does, you know? But then you're so still stuck. One? You're still stuck in the same position, though. Like, really, I guess. Right. So, am I? Am I? Am I hugging Kid Rock because even though I think he's a dick, he shot Bud Light, or am I? Am I defending the Bud Light because Kid Rock is a dick? I don't. You know what? I don't know if there's an answer to that question. <laughs> it, it, this. These are the questions that keep me up at night, Craig. These are the things that trouble my mind. You know I, what? Else, I, I you know what should trouble your mind, though. What's that? Uh, that Andy Reid said he expects Sky Moore to step up next season. Yeah, yeah, he's going to step up right into the unemployment line. <laughs> that kid cannot keep his hands on the ball. He is super fast. He is speedy. He can be a he can he's evasive, but he can't catch a punt, let alone a pass. I just I I can't. I just I just I don't know. Um, uh, the, the next and, thing, and, uh, yeah, wait, 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 really quick. Yeah, yeah, I just want to yeah, go yeah. backwards. One thing. Yeah. One more thing about Kid Rock. Oh yeah, sure. Just, just, just remember this, that someone from Kid Rock's like entourage had to go buy that Bud Light. So in the end, is he really making a statement over against Anheuser-Busch or is he really just handing them 50 bucks 
to make a TikTok video because they still have his money. So they, if they do, and I guess he'll get money from his TikTok video. So, yeah. But I mean, who who's really laughing in the end? But I mean, is he gonna t- try to take those? Is he gonna take a leaking twenty four pack back to the store and ask for a refund? And really, is it free? Is it free advertising for Budweiser? I guess for the air quotes woke crowd, it is. I, I I just I don't know. I just I just found it outrageous, and I'm like, I I, I really don't know how to feel about this. I don't like either of these people. Like it's like it's like watching it's like watching an old timey duel and hoping they both shoot each other, which is a terrible <laughs> feeling to have. I feel like a terrible human being. Huh. So all right, back to back to football related stuff. What's next on your agenda? Uh, oh, the other thing um, was that uh, Mike McDaniel, the head coach of the Dolphins, uh-huh. he said um, he can see a hunger in Tua to play next season. I think I think that's that's the wrong adjective or description of what he's seeing. I think it's more of a just a glassy-eyed look <laughs> of someone I, I, who's had multiple concussions. <laughs> I think what happened here is a standard misunderstanding, where Tua he walked up to Tua at like an event or like an off-season workout kind of thing and said, "Hey man, you had a rough season. How you feeling?" And Tua said, "I'm kind of hungry, coach. I'm hungry." And the coach went back and went, Tua's hungry to play. Tua just wants a cheeseburger. Get the guy a Big Mac, and and, and Probably. it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be Probably. fine. Um, I have one more. Yeah, I have yeah. one more quick item. Sure. This is this is my last item, by the way. The bad lip reading people released their annual summary of the NFL this week. Oh, nice. It is the 10th anniversary of them doing NFL lip readings. So really? they did an all Damn. they did an all time it's like forty minutes long. <laughs> they did their all time bests and it is freaking hysterical. So if you're listening to me right now, after you're done listening to this podcast, you're gonna like and subscribe to all that bullshit. But then you're gonna go on YouTube and you're gonna search bad lip reading and you're gonna go open a, a file called NFL twenty twenty three and you can thank me later. So yeah, some of those that's it. Some of those are amazing. They're, they're freaking hysterical. It, it's bizarre how accurately they seem to be depicting people. The, one of the new ones this year was Tom Brady's in the huddle with the Bucks, and he's bent over, and it's swear to God, the lip read is, I just made $10 million while they were calling that play. <laughs> and then they clap their hands and break. And they're like, I, I, I can see it. I, I'm looking at his lips, and I'm like, that syncs up. <laughs> I could, and um, with, and yeah, yeah, nice. So, <laughs> all right, what, what, what else you got? I keep cutting you off. I apologize. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Um, I'm trying to think what other, well, I have a non-football thing. Because I've might, done all football things. Go for well, it. Well, we might go into a whole tangent, so I'm trying to see if there's any I'm other football things. I'm afraid of those, too. Go ahead. <laughs> um, all right, last football thing for me, because it's, it's, it's pretty quick. That's fair. You can do whatever you want, do man. You... It's the off-season. Do you think no? That's a good answer. Do you assume well, that's not the right idea? Harder question to ask. <laughs> answer. Will the bill are the Bills ever going to make it any further into the playoffs with the team that they have? They, I I do not see them making a Super Bowl with the team they have. They have amazing players that just don't know how to play together, and we've seen that across 
multitudes of sports before, right? Um, you know, sometimes you put together these dream teams and you realize that there's just not chemistry there. I think the Buffalo Bills are a team full of talented players who play hard and give their all, but there's just not the coordination there. And I, I've seen multiple reports this year. The Bills are having internal discussions as to whether or not Allen can get them to the Super Bowl. Okay, whatever. I don't know that Allen's the full problem. I think coaching is not at Super Bowl uh, is not Super Bowl caliber. I think that there is question marks over their depth. I so yeah. the easy answer is no. I don't ever see the buff and, the Buffalo Bills in their current iteration does not get past the AFC Championship. And now it's Stefan. You know, like the end of last year, it's Stefan Diggs being being a receiver and being like I I'm done here. Yeah, you know, there's that. You know, and now with the AFC East kind of restructuring itself, like I don't know if the Bills can keep winning the AFC East. And especially, AFC, especially if especially if Rodgers goes to the Jets, the AFC is going to be even more competitive this season than it was last. Yeah, Kansas City. Listen to me. The Kansas City Chiefs have been my team for over twenty years. I think this is the best Chiefs team I've ever seen. If they only win ten games next year, I won't be shocked, because the AFC is just getting hungrier, and the Bengals are up and coming. The Bills are established. The Ravens are like two players away from making Lamar Jackson into the next Patrick Mahomes. These teams are these teams are coming. The entire AFC East is a problem. Now the AFC North is pretty much two teams. The AFC South, I'm not even sure who even still plays in it. But there's like five or six. All right, so let's put it this way: there's probably five teams right now. That yep. even with even with the question marks around the Ravens, the Ravens you have to put on that that list of five teams. There's like five teams right now that if they made the Super Bowl next year, I would not be shocked. I cannot say that for the NFC. I can't. Do no. you think the Eagles are going to be in the Super Bowl next year? I don't. Ah, uh, no, I don't. The Ravens? I'm sorry, the Rams rather? No, no, no. The Bucks? No faith in the no. Cowboys. <laughs> no, the entire NFC South is dead to me. <laughs> it, it pretty much it pretty much is they are a 500 under 500 division i'm gonna say it right now the super bowl represented for the nfc this year in my opinion has to come out of either the west or the north the east and the south are just complete wastelands uh, they just don't have they all have pieces but nobody has the package then i look over at the west and i see san francisco and i see seattle and I see the Rams because they're always a wild card. And I'm like, okay, all of those teams is possible. Then look at the NFC North. What if the Bears pull it together? They won't, but what if they do? <laughs> right. What if the what if the Packers are able to move on from Aaron Rodgers? Oh, and by the way, if both those things aren't true, there's a guy over there in the corner named Kirk Cousins who every year just wants an ability to shout at reporters. And there'd be no better chance for him to do it than the playoffs. There's like two, maybe three solid contenders. I'll put it this way. Here's the easiest way I can put it. And I should have said this from the beginning. The fifth best team in the AFC is a thousand times better than the fifth best team in the NFC right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can put it whatever order you want, but we can. I think we can. The two of us can agree right now that the Bengals, 
the Bills and the Chiefs are the top three teams in the AFC in whatever order you want to put them. Yeah. Am I, I missing agree. somebody? I, I would agree to that. Probably the Ravens also hit the top five. And I'll put Miami there. Okay, let's say Miami is the worst out of those five teams. What are the five best teams in the NFC? Uh, San Francisco. San Francisco. The the Vikings, right? The those Vikings. are the two that you got to because they, because they're they're not in turmoil like everybody else is. And I, then your next three teams are arguable. You want to put the Eagles there? Put the Eagles there because I'm an Eagles hater and they did just make the Super Bowl. But who else? So now we're, we're three teams deep. What else team? What other team are you going to take over Miami if they all both make the Super Bowl next year? What NFC team Jeez. are you going to put in that spot and say, you it's know hard. what? If that was the, if that was the matchup, I would take it. Because I can't think of it. No, I mean, if you go by record, it would be the Cowboys and then the Seahawks. Not a chance in hell. In a, in a, <laughs> listen, I understand Tua is, is a huge injury risk because of his concussion history. You're absolutely right about that. I will still take my house and put it on the freaking Dolphins in a head-to-head against the, against the Cowboys or the, or the Seahawks. The AFC is just better stacked. And why am I, why am I going in this rant? Because it's another reason why the Bills are going to have a hard time getting over the hump. Eagle, the Eagles, yeah. let's let's not let the Eagles were good this year, but let's not delude ourselves. They played the Commanders twice, the Cowboys twice, and the Giants twice. Yeah, and I think they were like <laughs> I think they were like five and one in those six games. Uh, let's see. Uh, they were four and two. Four and two. Four and two. Well, the Chiefs, you know, the Raiders are terrible, and nobody, the Chargers don't seem to know what they're doing. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, except the Chiefs have been doing it for three or four years. The Eagles came out of nowhere last year to do it. Eagles have done it once, which is why when the line comes out, I will take the under on the Eagles again this year. <laughs> because that number's going to be like 11 this year. It Not probably nine. will be. It's going to be 11. Probably will be. It'll and be I just, no more I than just, 12. <laughs> it won't be, yeah. I mean, I could look it up right now, but I don't really care to, so... But that, that's my so the answer to your question, no, the Bills are in a, it's too much competition. There's too much growth there. It, the only way the Bills make the Super Bowl under their current iteration is if they swap to the NFC. Yeah, oh, man, if they move to the NFC, they would they'd be, be in good well, shape. They'd, <laughs> they'd be the Super Bowl favorite hands down in the NFC East. That team could win twelve games could win twelve games with its backups in the NFC East. So yeah. Craig, we're just about out of time. We gotta do a wrap up. Sad, sad. That's all right. We've got the whole offseason ahead of us. We do. But hey, you know what? Before I forget, congratulations yeah. to your Huskies. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's It's been a it's been an interesting couple of days trying to catch up on sleep because I'm an old man and staying up to watch that game. Um, but it was, yes, thank you so much. I, I, I do appreciate it. It's It's been an honor. Most people don't get to see their teams win one championship. I have... I have my 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 college, my alma mater, and my football team in the same season. Yeah, winning yeah, you're having a you're having a good run. I'm having a good year, which means the Mets are due. Um, no, yeah, we won't talk good. about we won't talk about the Mets score. You know they this. they already they already canceled tomorrow's game. <laughs> Why? Because there's supposed to be rain in the afternoon, in New York City, and they don't want to they don't want to risk a rain out on opening day, so they already they canceled the night before. <laughs> I kid you not. They canceled tomorrow's game already because it's it's a home opener. Wow. So, all right, Craig. Final thought. What do you got for me? Uh, final thoughts. Uh, and, and take yeah. and, and take yeah. a good minute because I got to run. Um. Yeah. Well, it's good to be back. I haven't been on in a while. Uh. But yeah. Really. You know. As we said before, this uh, 
this is the slow time, so this is the time where we can actually take uh, take time off because, let's see, where are we here? We're in April. It's the 5th of April. So we have, once the draft, until Brick gets back, draft date, NFL date. Let's see. So the draft is going to be three weeks from now. So that means end of April, beginning of May, things are going to pick up again. And then right after May, as everyone knows, comes June. And that's right around when Sean starts to buy all of his magazines. Uh, yep, he still buys magazines. He used to buy like 12. I think he's down to like five now. He brought and, three to the draft this year. Yeah, three. well, three. He bought three. He, he brought three, but he probably had more. That's a good point. And yes, if you're wondering, he really does read them. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Sean, Sean not only reads his magazines like crazy, he's also one of those guys that goes on like multiple sites. Like he must, he reads fantasy pros like every day. You know, we joke about how he's our source of information in the off season, but that's just because he combs over everything. So yeah. So my final thought kind of mirrors Craig's, which is you got three weeks left to spend with your family. <laughs> Go do it. T take him out to a picnic, you know, spend some time with your kids because in about a month, we're going to start prepping for next year. After the draft is over and we see where people land, that's where the real kind of work begins. Um, whatchamacallit, leagues. Dynasty leagues. I, I, I mean, I, God, I haven't even checked my Dynasty League page. I don't even know if is I'm still in that league me anymore. Me either. Yeah. Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about the, um, the uh, Football Factory one. Oh, the other one. Yeah, because I, I, I never check their page. And those guys, like, when they get on about something, they're worse than our podcaster's thread. They'll send 50 or 60 messages a day. And if I have notifications turned on, I, I get nothing done. But I turn off notifications, and then they get pissed off because they don't see trade offers. And I'm like, dude, it's fucking February. Why am I making a trade in fucking February? So, you know, I just... There, there are some guys... And I, I'm not... I'm not I'm not saying there's, it's, that's a bad thing to have that level of passion. I'm just saying... Some of us like the break. So use yeah. this break time. Spend time with your loved ones. Because in a couple of weeks, we take up the swords and we charge back into another season. And we want to be ready for that. So the way you could be ready for the next season is by leaving us a review. Whatever podcast directory you found us on, go in there and leave us a review. Give us a good rating. We'd appreciate it. Also, you can reach out to us. We always love to hear from people, and now's a great time to reach out to us because it's awful quiet in the mailbag this time of year. You can reach us at fignutsdfs at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at fignutsdfs on Twitter. Maybe Cinch will see it. Maybe he won't. Who knows? And you can also uh, reach out to us on Facebook at the Football Fignuts Podcast. Craig, another week down. We rapidly approach the start of our new season. <laughs> Crazy. Craziness. I, I, pe people sit there and go, how can you not pay attention to the things going on with free agency? Easy. This is the only time all year <laughs> I have to breathe. From the first week of August until the first weekend in February, I don't do anything but football. So between those two dates, I don't do a lot of football. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I, we just look at the big free agency stuff or, you know, our own personal teams. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, this is kind of our, our recoup, recharge the batteries time. So, But we appreciate you hanging out with us and just having some lighthearted football talk. As we said, oh, as always, 
reach out to us when you feel like it. Uh, we will be back. I'm not going to promise we'll be back next week. I usually end up with, like, oh, we'll be back next week. It's the off season, people. The sun's shining. It's not snowing anymore in Connecticut. Craig and I might actually go outside. So yeah, <laughs> or, or just stream on Twitch. There's always that possibility too. <laughs> Um, but we will be back in next week or the week after with more football talk, definitely getting ready for the draft and we will see you then until then. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the football fig nuts podcast. Hi Deb. Welcome to the first ever mini pod, fake pod, cinch in a truck. This week's question, if Lamar Jackson were traded to the Atlanta Falcons, would the Falcons be the top favored team in the NFC South? My answer is yes, because everyone in the South sucks. Tampa Bay is looking to fade away into the sunset, and why not? It's beautiful there. The Saints, they're all going to jail. They're a mess. It, it, it's you don't want to be there. The, the better days are over. The Panthers, the Panthers are lost. They're going to be better, but not enough to win the division. The division would belong to the Atlanta Falcons. This week's edition, sponsored by Valpac. You know Valpac, that blue envelope that's in your mailbox every week that you throw away without even looking up. Valpac, paying for postal workers' pensions since 1974. That's it for this edition. See you next time.